What's going on, guys? Episode seven here, Stand Up Sales. We're chugging along. Um, got my handsome counterpart across the pond, David. How's it going, brother? I'm still ill. I'm marginally less ill than last week, but the voice is still kind of husky, which is either a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. Let us know in the comments. Is this better or worse? <laughs> yeah. It was almost as ill as that finals. Why are we still on this? <laughs> Listen, France lost in the end, so we, we, we came like, what, like sixth or something? I don't fucking care. No, 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 I'm saying that was a wild... That was oh, a wild... ill as in a good thing, so just a shitty yeah. Americanism then. Oh, okay, fine, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that, that that game was, was a insane. brilliant World Cup, yeah. Yeah, probably one of the best games I've seen. It yeah, was I, haven't that... seen I haven't seen a World Cup that, that interesting in years. Yeah. Like since I was a kid, baby. Mbappe was just refused to to go refused down. To lay down, yeah. But I mean, he did everything he could. He hit yeah. four goals essentially. <laughs> His teammates. The, I was watching. Like I saw a thread on Twitter. Yeah. Like someone broke down the goalies thing. Like here's how Emilio Martinez, who was able to say these things in five easy steps, thread. I was like, what? People write threads on sports. Um, and he was like kicking the ball, like all mental games. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. And that kind of brings us in like mental games and strategies mm. into the topic of today's call, which is why prospects ghost you and or why is your sales process and calls stalling out, um, which I feel like it, it's just a necessary evil of sales. But if you can, you know, marginalize the error in how many people ghost you versus not ghost you, yeah. you'll be much more happy <laughs> in your sales yeah, process. Exactly. I think the, the the first thing we should say before we really get into this is if you're struggling with your sales process stalling out a lot, like fairly regularly, like you close at, let's say, you know, less than 20%. Let's say you're, you're sub 15, right? So this is a pretty, pretty lax. <laughs> yeah, that, that. Dylan's dog is going to make a continual appearance throughout this episode of the podcast. He is a, he's a hungry boy and he's frustrated. He's on one. Um, if, if you're like sub 15% on a regular basis, and I don't mean on the off months, the reason that your sales process is stalling out is, there he is, first one of the day, you should have like a little like woof counter in the bottom, in the bottom right corner of the screen. Um, the reason that your sales call is probably stalling out is in my mind, like one of three things. The first is because you haven't watched the previous three episodes of Stand Up Sales and you don't know how to run a good discovery and demo. Um, and then... The second two are kind of more like partially mental, partially like what you're doing on the sales calls at the very fine level nitty gritty stuff, right? So like at the mental side, if you aren't confident in like your offer and what you sell, the likelihood is, is that people don't want to buy it because they don't believe in you, right? So that's a key thing. If you genuinely don't come across as competent and that's not like being good at sales, it's not like knowing your offer. It's like, do I trust that this person in this moment can solve my problem? The likelihood is they aren't going to believe it and they therefore won't buy. That's the first thing. The second thing could very well be that like you are just ignoring a whole section of something that like we've brought up before or you're just really bad at a certain thing. Right. So you, you, you could be really bad at discovery and therefore you don't ask good enough questions that get you to pain points. Right. You could be really bad at like pain point discovery. So like digging yeah. into those pain points equally, your pitch could be shit. There's so many different factors that it could be that are leading to your sales. Or the, the prospect could just generally not like you. 
<laughs> yeah, you could just be unlikable, and therefore yeah, like if you come off a certain way, like obviously you know that. I mean, you probably talked more of this like psychology perspective. Is like people buy from people they like, and like if you're not like if you're selling to a female, like you have to be a totally different version of yourself. Like you can't be like how you speak to like a CRO of a company who's like a, a macho guy, right? Equally, um, if, if if you're selling into a female CEO, fundamentally different from how you would sell into like a female anyone else, right? Like female CEOs tend to have on average more masculine traits, which means you kind of have to approach them like they're a dude. And if you don't, and you try and treat them like you would quote unquote very badly a woman, you will fucking fireball that conversation. Yeah. Partly. Yeah. So like that, that's a big thing. It's like if you just like you could do everything right and then just still come off kind of like an ass. Yeah. And like people are like. Eh. Probably not him. Probably not him. Yeah. Um, unless you're selling something crazy like like a sales force. <laughs> <laughs> you can basically be whatever you want. And oh, sell. actually, actually, one, one oh, thing. God, <laughs> looping all um, the way back. So we're going, yeah. So listen, listen to your take on this. Oh, so okay. I'm working with Zoom Info. They're trying to get me okay. off of Cognizant, right? Okay. Obviously, Zoom Info is the gold standard of data, right? Um, so... This, this, this person, director of sales at ZoomInfo, and I've been talking with the account executive through text, um, and she goes, hey Dylan, Blank is on my team here at Zoom, and from my conversations with him, it sounded like our companies are close to partnering but haven't sealed the deal yet. He seemed quite confident we were moving forward, but I'll be the first to admit that sometimes reps can misinterpret buying signals. I'm curious if Blank did something wrong Oh, God. Or if there's anything that needs to be done on our end to ensure you're comfortable and confident in moving forward today. I hold my sellers to a high standard, but first and foremost, want to make sure our customers are taken care of and we're not dropping the ball. Any feedback is appreciated. Blank and I have a pipeline review in a few hours and would like nothing more than to bring you on board. Thanks again, Dylan. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Yeah. I felt That's terrible. I felt Why would you... Yeah, like you, okay, first of all, never tell the customer that you think your rep is an idiot. Never do that. That's terrible. That just disincentivizes me from working with you because now I feel like there's some background conversation yeah. that you're going to have about me. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just zoom info. That is, that is terrible sales management. That's genuinely quite upsetting. Honestly, when she, when she sent that, she sent that, um, I was like, oof. Yeah. The funnier part is anyone who's watching this will just see my face fall the more you're reading. I'm sitting there like... I read that and I was like, damn. damn. Yeah. That's, That's tough. That's real tough. That's and I bet tough. you, I bet you because you didn't sign, he got bollocking in that review. So I did a response. So I said, yeah, it's been super swamped and haven't truly given, it the, given thought to this that is needed to make a confident decision. I'll make a decision between staying with Cognizm or switching in the next week or so. Thanks, Dylan. So, you know what? It, this is me being petty, right? And it's entirely yeah. unnecessary. I would have replied back and be like, no, they did a great job. I'm too busy. I am the problem here, not them. That's There's what I no kind of was, that's what I was kind of alluding to. It, yeah. it was nothing you, about her. Yeah. You should have jumped down a throat about it because that, that's just shitty management. Like, why? What, what benefit 
does that give you apart from on the off chance they have made a mistake yeah fair enough it does happen right sometimes yeah. are stupid and they don't do their jobs properly fair enough it does happen but like what do you expect the the customer to do on the back end of that be like oh yeah the rep was a dick you were right yeah now i do want to work with you because you told me that they were being a dick and you're doing everything helping no yeah yeah no Nah, and then she responded saying, hey, Dylan, thanks for the note. We graduate teams from Cognizant every day. But I know there's always some hesitation going from a known evil to an unknown solution. I can speak to the superiority of Zoom Info's data to Cognizant all day. But don't just take my word for it. In G2's winter 2022 rank, uh, Zoom Info earned the top spot in 27 categories lead capture intelligence market intelligence there were five thousand reviews at four and a half average it's clear to see why zoom is the leader to inferior cognizant check out the most recent g2 grid below and then she goes into case studies we don't have to be forex better than our other providers we just have to make up that cost difference and there's no doubt in my mind that we would do that and much more this is a fraction of the cost to make another still hire. going yeah yeah it's crazy long our customers see real impacts, which is why we're 30 customers with 119% retention. People don't just stay with us, they buy more products and continue to build a scalable go-to-market strategy. I'm on my cell if you need anything or want to talk through it, I welcome your call or text. I feel like she's like a Harry Potter villain or something. <laughs> she's like a known evil to, a, to an unknown solution. We are superior in every way. I was like, God damn, you better take over the Death Star or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to fucking... I'm just trying to get better data, bro. It's not that deep. But like, I'm trying okay. to make better cold calls. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, so the, the language that they've used in that is really interesting because clearly the, the goal behind it is to be persuasive, right? It's to nudge you over the line where you hadn't made the decision yet. You've gotten back and said, hey, look, I haven't had the time. I'm making a decision on this. Like, essentially, don't sweat it. Leave me alone and you'll get there. And the response to that was to use this, like, overly, ex almost excessively powerful language to try and promote the sale. In yeah. reality, when did you, like, switch off in that email? I switched off as soon as she shit on her own rep in the first email. <laughs> and I only responded because they said they had a pipeline review call. And yeah. I've, been, I've been the one reviewing pipeline and having my pipeline reviewed. Yeah. Um, so I was like, let me just give them like a note for their sales force. Yeah. Um, but like, I was like, Hey, like I'm still in the decision-making process. I just haven't had enough time. It's the end of Q4. I'm running a business. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she, yeah, he said she came over here just like overzealous, like Napoleon Way complex. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, we are better than cognizant. Also like worst, worst trait in any like she should just any persuasion. Like, what are your biggest decisions in making? Like, what are yeah. the biggest Find, out the, find your out the decision criteria. Further yeah. the sale. Don't just sit and blow smoke up your own ass. She doesn't even know what I'm, I care about. I don't give a fuck about 4,500 other people's reviews. This is, this is kind of what I was about to say, right? Like, the, I, I like to, to make corollaries between sales and dating because it's, it's as stupid as it sounds. It's the same market right it's yeah. a different end consumer and different like goal but it's the same market right you still have to essentially find some commonalities find some issues make a pitch 
if they like you, they'll probably buy it. Same shit, right? The worst thing you can do as anyone in the dating market is shit on another person who's going after the same person. At that point, you are the... No one punches downwards. Everyone tries to punch up, right? So, like, no. Shitty. What it feels like to me is that they've been losing a lot of deals to Cognizant. (laughs) (laughs) And, And this is the defense mechanism. Yeah, yeah, but they're like this. Yeah, but they suck. We're better. Yeah, you're gross. Just the whole thing sucks. They're based in England. You want to work with an <laughs> England person? We beat, we tied them in soccer, Dylan. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it just, it was just like, yeah. I was like, mm, no. You might have a better product. I, I actually can guarantee they have a better product than Cognizant. Yeah. Like they have like intent. They have all these cool things, and I'm like, that's really cool. But again, like I just don't want to work with them. I feel like if I have a problem, they're going to be like, we have a 119% retention rate. <laughs> oh, dear. But I mean, this yeah. is the thing. Like, it, it goes back to the point you were saying. People buy from people they like. You probably won't buy Zoom Info now because you I like the rep. Info. We were cool. It was a referral. Like, I got an introduction to the rep. I didn't have to, I didn't have to like, have like an intro. We even texted oh, like no. a super cool guy. We talked sports. Like, cool guy. I just honestly just dropped the ball and getting him an answer. So well, like, so let's 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 pretend fantasy world, big boss didn't get involved, stayed way out of it. Would yeah. you probably have switched? There's a high likelihood. Okay, now percentage likelihood, infinitely lower. Infinite. I don't even want him to respond. Like, I don't even want to respond to him. If you really want to put the nail in the coffin, right? Again, this is me being petty. I'm super petty when it comes to dumb shit like this because it winds me up. Yeah. I would I would text the rep back at some point next week be like hey dude decided to stick with Cognizant because your boss sent me a shitty email be like you were great I had a great experience with you if if I didn't get that shitty email from your boss I probably would have bought it but here we are, here we are. and then at that point any time that she puts him in, in the firing line her. <laughs> that's that's too much any time that she puts him in the firing line he can pull out his phone and be like look yeah. Don't don't come for me about not closing deals. I'm doing fine. Then you mac you micromanage me, and look what happened. Yeah, and she sent me two case studies of like ridiculously different companies than us. Yeah, see, this is another thing. So I I find this in call reviews a lot, right? People <laughs> it's a wildly templated email, huh? It's a, it, I can tell it's templated. Oh, so it's not even personalized. She's chucked your name in at the top and then it's just the same email she sends to everyone. So I think thanks to the note, we graduate teams from Cognizant and then the rest of it is like... Super generic. Super generic. Yeah. I I was saying, like, I I see this on call reviews a lot, right? When people try and make corollaries to other businesses they've worked with. That's all well and good, right? It's good that you have case studies. If those case studies are different to me, I don't care. Don't care. Like, why would it? It actually makes it look like it it's not a good fit for you. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, oh, well, you work with companies like that. I'm not like that. So, yeah. fun psychology bit. This is because case studies work not because of social proof. Here, there you go, right? That's what everyone says. Oh, case studies are social proof. No, they're not. Social proof is like the, we're trusted by 137 companies, right? That logic is other people think this is a good idea. Therefore, I should think this is a good idea. That's yeah. social proof. Case studies are built on the idea of the similar to me bias. So the similar to me bias says, well, because you're like me, therefore I should also do this because you're like me and you got a good result, right? Yeah, I'm that's making... why you should only use case studies in that same market when you do outreach. Yeah. Correct. Bingo. Exactly that, right? Yeah. If you're, <laughs> let's say you're a, you're a Clavio like 
e-commerce shop, right? Yeah. If you're talking about a jewelry company and these people sell shoes, eh, it's not that relevant, right? Unless now, you deconstruct it. Right. If you can then go into it and be like, oh, well, they have an AOV that is similar to yours and blah, 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 and you can get into the nitty gritty, fair enough, fine. You get the benefit yeah. of the doubt. But by and large, use the same industry or market. Otherwise, you're just, you're not comparing apples to apples. Yeah. 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 Like I said, it makes them feel like, oh, maybe they're not for me. They only will get results for these types of companies. I'm not that type of company. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right. Let's get on to the uh, actual scheduled. I think that was good because I'm, good. Yeah. I'm stalling that sale. I'm the stall. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why that thing stalled is because of the way in which I felt. Yeah. The product is great. The sales process was good. The rep did his job. He did discovery. Yep. I actually complimented him on his discovery. I said, great discovery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> literally verbatim. I said, great discovery, Alex. Like, this was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alex is gonna watch this and kick himself. He's gonna have such a shit day. He's honestly a good enough rep where he probably would go on like my YouTube and like try to pull something to do that. Oh, but, Alex, mate, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't even like doing it. Um, but fucking the right game is the game. Skills. Yep, the game is the game. Key yeah. skill, key skill in working in a bigger organization, learning to manage upwards. Your boss should not be hanging over your shoulder micromanaging your deals. That is shitty. Yeah. How long, how long was this sales process? Because if it was like three to six months, all right, maybe that kind of gives benefit of the doubt to the boss to come in and try and try and weasel this. But if it's anything less also, than Also, the months, subject line was update on her rep's name. Yeah, it wasn't I even like... It. it wasn't I even... I hate it. Um, when was the first message it was yeah it was less than a month yeah no bullshit get out of get out of his fucking pants bro like it's so unnecessary for you to be involved at this point he probably put the op in his sales force like the first week of december yeah unbelievable yeah. unbelievable speed to micromanage that is that is yeah. criminal sales manager mm-hmm. yeah no dislike massive dislike I have a massive problem with like sales management getting too involved in closing deals unless they are stuck in like the middle of the pipeline. Like yours, fair enough. But if they're there for like two months, then yes, bring in the big guns, 100%. It's useful. The best sales managers are good closers, right? And good yeah. AEs become great sales managers so long as they have management ability. Fine. Also, um, if you're looking for a job, like these are the traits that you should be interviewing your future boss on. 100%. I had a job where like my, the sales manager was promoted from marketing. Yeah, it was a startup. Um, and like <laughs> everyone on the team, he's like, yeah, I can hop on calls. Everyone's like, eh. no, I don't think this open on your calendar. <laughs> and you couldn't close the screen door. And, and like, you got to make sure that your sales manager can do that. Yeah. The best sales managers have to be able to close because if they can't, then they can't unstick deals. They don't know how to effectively coach you. It's just a shit show from start to finish. And I'm a fan of having the higher level person like hop in. Yeah. But not in that way. No. <laughs> Never in that way. That was a train. Like, hey, I spoke with Blank's name. We're super excited to get you on board. Yeah. I don't do this all the time, but I wanted yeah. to see if there's anything that we could do to move this, move. Yeah. this, answer questions, hop on a call, yeah. and do things. 
Yeah, try to sell in a positive way. Don't kick your boy and be like, he's shit. I'll deal with this. No, nah, fucking it's terrible. How would you do that? I hope I hope the sales director is watching this because then you realize what other people think of your shitty sales method. We could just send it to him. Yeah, let's um... do it. <laughs> <laughs> we should also reach out to all of the reps from the first couple of episodes. Uh, what was it? HubSpot, Gong, and Outreach, and be like, hey, we waited. You, we waited on you. Gong, seven Gong one, Gong one, that. All right, Gong's, fine. Then, then Outreach and uh... <laughs> Gong still follows up. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I told you my original prediction was right. I, I literally thought Outreach was going to win. They were the, the no dead last. They were the worst. I thought HubSpot was worse. They're both pretty bad, honestly. I, <laughs> they're both pretty forgettable um, in their follow process. But, um, All right. yeah. Why we've, does, we've, why we've, other we've things seen it fall? like real life, right? We've seen yeah. the real life example of like why sales stall out. Why sales stall out, right? You were busy. And then the Black Swan event in the mind of the rep comes in and something completely out of their control, completely unpredictable, which is you getting pissed off at like a shitty email that someone sends, kills that deal, right? In reality, we can only really ever focus on stuff that's within our control. Because otherwise you're just worrying about like, you know, the world ending instead of you being good at your job. And that's unhelpful for you getting better at sales. Like what in your mind is, so I gave my like three reasons why sales stall out. Like, in your mind, does that track? Are there different ones? Like, what's the deal? So I think, yeah, I think it really just comes down to, like, not positioning to their needs and making the sale feel more about you than them. Interesting. Okay, so it's that, like, that's the linchpin or, like, that is the reason? Yeah, like, when you follow up, don't make it sound like you're following up for their fucking, like, for your quota attainment. Or your bonus. Hey, I'm 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 taking round off my bonus this year. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> like don't make it feel like they're a notch on your belt. Yeah. You know, like make them actually feel excited and special about the sale. Mm-hmm. And when you follow, like, first off, it all comes. I think it all comes down to your note taking ability, like closing deals, yeah. because if you write down like little important things that you'll always forget, like a holiday trip or like things in their personal lives. Like that's why you always should be rapport building throughout the call and just getting to know them as a human being and use those things. Like I had a follow up with a guy, He's, he gave me a verbal, he used the quote unquote, you have me hook, line, and sink. Oh, all of those calls always stink because you know you don't. No, I did, I did. I did. <laughs> oh, you actually um, did. It was a really good call, it was a referral. Um, but he's on vacation. He wanted to start before the end of the year so I essentially sent him a text saying, hey, hope you're enjoying the mountains in blank state. I know you're super busy. Is this still something that we wanted to get started so we can get a head start on 2023 because our team will then do all the heavy lifting. You can enjoy yep. your vacation. Yep, nice. He just gave me a thumbs up thing on iMessage. He didn't even respond. He's like, it's not vacation. He's on holiday, yeah. But like... Like, understanding your needs, not just like, hey, man, what are the fuck in the contract? Yeah, legit. Like, so I, I had someone close, uh, I think, the day before their wedding, right? So we had the first call probably like a week and a half before their wedding. And he was like, yeah, dude, it's good. Like, I, I want to do this. 100% I'm down. Uh, but I'm not going to lie to you. My wedding is like next Friday. 
So <laughs> I'm not really trying to make any decisions before then. I've got too much on my plate. Blah, 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 blah. My first question, and it was 100% a cheeky question that I probably shouldn't have asked. He's like, oh, like, how, how much work are you doing for the wedding? And he paused and he was like, nothing. My wife and my mother-in-law doing everything. Mm. I haven't done shit. And I was like, all right, fair enough. I, I'm assuming there's just a lot of pressure on you right now. And he's like, yeah. Like, I just don't want to think about anything right now. And I was like, all right, fair enough. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we leave it until after the wedding? Are you, are you going on honeymoon? He was like, no, 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 no. Like, no honeymoon, I'm just back to work. And I was like, all right, cool, fair enough. So why don't we schedule it for the Monday after you get back, maybe even the Tuesday after, because the hangover on Monday is probably going to be horrendous. And he was like, yeah, all right, let's do that. And I was like, cool. What I'm going to do is either way, I'm going to send over the contract. And if yeah. it gets to a couple of days before the wedding and you're kind of like chomping at the bit to do it, do it anyway, and then we'll go from there, right? The, the, I think the day before his wedding rolls around and I literally dropped him an email I was like hope everything goes well tomorrow let me know what the deal is for Tuesday and he signed because you followed up on shit that matters to him yeah exactly because you were like oh can you, can, can, can you, yeah, you made it you made it make logical sense yeah like the only reason I'm asking you to do this is because you told me that this is an important thing yeah 100% and then they're like I did say yeah. this is pretty important. Thanks for making me realize it. Um, and like, it's such an easy thing. Yeah. Like to sign a contract nowadays. It's not like they have to print it out and sign it and scan it and like send it, it back. Fax yeah. it back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hi, bud. Um, but yeah. I, you like, know what? He's been so much calmer than I thought he would be this whole time. We've had one bark. I'm impressed. Yeah. You're a good boy, aren't you, buddy? <laughs> Um, but yeah, speaking of him, being persistent is another reason why deals stall. Like people are afraid to be uh, per, like persistent. Yeah. Equally, like, everyone's like, "Oh, I followed up three times. I don't want to bother them." Yeah, no. Like yeah. fuck that. Keep yeah, it. Keep, keep it up. going. Yeah. Keep it going. The, the um, issue is when people get too overzealous with follow-ups, and there's too many in too short a space of time. Because now you're annoying. There's a difference between persistence and annoyance, in yeah. my mind, at least. Right. And use like ulterior touch points that aren't annoying yeah. like their posts subscribe to them on twitter like like subconsciously remind them no like the post notifications little bell winding you up yeah um but like i literally perfect example in this exact call a guy got back to me that's been pending because i liked and retweeted like six of his last things just all at once, you like like. No, 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 no. <laughs> in the course of the last like five days, I've, I oh, turn on my notifications. Yeah. Boop, pops up like cool. Takes me six and a half seconds. I click it. I swipe up. I yeah. like and I retweet it and I comment something that's actually legit. Yeah. And then the guy DM me saying, "Hey man, sorry I haven't gotten back to you. X, Y, and Z have been holding me back." Mm -hmm. Cool. I didn't text him a bunch or call him nineteen times. Yeah. So like. You can still be top of mind without being obnoxious. 100%. So when I think about like sales stalling out, especially if you only had one call, right? Yeah. So like I was speaking to someone last week and they were like, oh yeah, we, we, we do fine on the discovery call, but sometimes we like have a demo booked in, we booked it in on the first call and then, you know, they decline the demo and ghost. And I'm like, well, Discovery call didn't go that well, then did it? Because yeah. in reality, if it did, they'd have turned up the demo. But they're clearly not interested enough. You haven't developed enough pain 
that they feel like a second call is worth it, let alone that the deal is worth it. This, this, this looks important. You've got your concentration face on. No, no, no. I just, uh, I just have to respond on one thing real quick. Um, sorry about that. That's all right. Yeah, continue. Um, I think the reality is if someone's declining your demo calls before you've even gotten there, it's because you didn't do a good enough job on the discovery. Like, that's the only reason that that happens. Or they've literally bought the thing that you were trying to sell them in the interim period. That is, yep, yep. Like, because you didn't identify their real needs. Yeah, or you didn't identify competitors. You didn't identify other options. Yeah. You had no idea that this this thing was looming on the horizon, that, and you were like, oh, great, I got a, I got a, a demo call. I'm set up for the layup. No, you're not. <laughs> you're about to get kneecapped because they had a deal on the finish line. You didn't know about it. Yeah, like you had a chance to come in and steal the deal, but you yeah. didn't. You didn't. Because yeah. a lot of salespeople, I feel like they just, like, yo, I have another opportunity. Yeah. Like, you really don't. That's like the, the one sad thing about sales is, like, you really only have one chance. It, it's it's the equivalent of like the second free throw. The second yeah. free throw, like in your mind, should not exist. That's a bonus point that you get if you make the first one. Yeah, you get one free throw. Make that one. That's the only one you have to care about. At least then, worst case scenario, you're fifty. You 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 you're fifty percent the way there, right? Yeah. Yeah. But if you miss the first one and then go, oh, it's fine. I've got another one. No, <laughs> that doesn't count. That's that's yeah. a bonus point. It's like make believe points. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a true point. It's like, you need to crush the discovery call. It's really just the most important thing of any sales process, yep. is the discovery. Like I was, I was doing a call review uh, today, actually. Um, and like, I've worked with this guy for a while. Like he's, he's honestly, he's a good closer. Like he knows it inside out. And I don't know whether this was like his first ever call on this new offer or like whether he, you know, like just woke up with his brain inside out. But I genuinely have written at the top of the sheet that I was like writing my notes on just like an F and a circle around it. Like it was just fucking terrible. Like seven minutes in, he's pitching. Uh, like what? Hang on. You pull out these notes, right? So this is this is a useful, useful exercise. FYI, I, I am so critical when I like review calls. I'm like fine liner over every word and phrase you've said. Why did you say this? This is dumb. Don't do this. Right. So I'm going to just read these notes out and you tell me without even seeing again with the concentration face. You are, you're a busy boy today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, every, dude, all these people have messaged me right now. I have, I have, I'm, like, I'm a nut job. But yeah, you're underlining every single word. You were so, like, why did he fuck it up? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to read these notes and you tell me why you think he fucked it up. All right. Okay. So... A uh, guy came on immediately, like, tried to power frame him. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah great. So, like, uh, we want to find out what you do. Dude just breezed past it, just straight up ignored it and just kept on going. I was like, great, really well done. Don't ever bow to that. That's the correct response. Um, missed opportunities to dig into pain points. You're pitching seven minutes in. You've not developed pain points. They have no reason to change. The pitch is so dense. You're not using anything you've learned in sales psych. You lost frame at minute 12. You start getting grilled. You have no idea what... Uh, psychological profile this guy is no commitment before the offering a case study no speed asking for permission to set up a second call a couple of weeks was their response in like timeline why do you think the call stalled out because he didn't because seven minutes in he's talking about him correct 
that was my like that that, yeah. that was my biggest takeaway. Why are you pitching so early? Yeah, I'm assuming he pitched that way because the guy started the call off that way, and subconsciously he was like, "All right, like I'm done with my questions. I guess I have to tell you about me now." Yeah, I agree. I think the 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 tough part of like getting on sales calls with someone who does come in with a power frame. So have you have you read uh, Pitch Anything by Oren Claff? There you go. Right. That, that, I would say that's recommended reading. Stand up sales recommended reading lists coming soon. Um, but like, I have his other read... book. Have you read this one? Flip the script. No, I haven't. It's not my list. I'm curious. It's his second book. I haven't read that one. Um, but like, classic power frame. As soon as that happens, if that even like gets you a little bit off kilter. The likelihood is you'll forget everything you're meant to do and just go back to default, which is pitch, 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 pitch. Yeah, going back to default is is like the worst thing. Yeah. In everything. Not just sales, yeah. Like you will rise to the level of your programming. Mm -hmm. Or fall to the level of your programming. Yeah, you'll fall low in your programming. That's the terminology. That's why you gotta practice. <clears throat> like there's really no sex like sales is not sexy. It's just like process driven and you being an actual follower of the correct process and obviously like using your innate abilities and curiosity and tonality and all that stuff but like at the end of the day it's like if you follow this framework and do the things correctly and hold frame and yeah. do discovery and have a good demo like you're gonna fall on the right side of the fence more often see i think when when people like us say like follow the right process people immediately think, oh, so there's a script I have to learn. And then if I learn the script, I'm doing the right thing. And it becomes a box ticket exercise. And at that point, yeah. all of your own like little secret sauce that you have that makes you a good salesperson goes through the fucking floor. Yeah, it's a framework in which you put the guts into it. Yeah. Every human being has a spine and a rib cage and a femur and a skull, right? But like everyone looks different and there's different things inside of their framework, right? Um, so like you need to have the correct things inside your framework, but every person, every human being walks, right, bipedally. Um, so like you need to create a framework that's gonna allow you to operate, and then depending on the offer and depending on kind of the sales process, one calls you call, whatever it is, then you input the things into that framework. So yes, it's definitely not a script. As soon as anyone says, can you review my sales script? I'm like, we got some work to do. <laughs> you shouldn't yeah. have a script. So that's when you reveal the framework that makes you have a script. <laughs> and you can have a script for a cold call. Yes. Uh, cold calls, I, I actually do agree with you. I think you probably should have a script because most people are fundamentally uncomfortable with cold calling anyway. Yeah, but you can never read a script. Yeah. You can't read a script. It's like any professional like speaker. They write down what they're going to say, but you don't say the exact words on the sheet. Yeah, it's, it's an exercise. Creating a script is an exercise in which you're able to convolute a conversation into, into paper. Like, this is what I'm going to say generally in this situation, and this situation, and this situation. I'm going to practice all of these words so I'm knowledgeable in a real-life situation if someone throws in a curveball or your dog throws up behind you. Like, you can you remember it, right? It's second nature because you practice and you said the same types of things over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. 
Yeah. That's the purpose of a script is to cement the information in your brain. So like in the conversation, when they say this thing, you're like, you just go to your default, yeah. which is this, these are the things yeah. that, you, that I know to talk about in this situation. Not like, oh, hold on, let me look at my Google sheet. Uh, they said, okay, control F uh, pricing injection. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't rely on the script. I was I was actually a buyer on a sales call, and I could see the guy's eyes like flicking to the side, like every couple of seconds, like everything. Uh, every time I said something, his eyes would like go to his other screen, and I'm like, he's a hundred percent looking for what I'm saying in this script. And I literally stopped at one point, and I was like, you want, you need two minutes? And he was like, no, why? And I was like, well, you're reading a script. You may as well go and have a look through it and familiarize yourself before we continue. And he's like, oh, dude, is it that obvious? I was like, yes. <laughs> Stop looking over there. If you're gonna do it, have them side by side. Have the windows side. next to each other. At least then you're looking in the same direction. Yeah. He's like, dude, that's so good. And I was like, no, it's not. It's a fix for a bad process. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah exactly. The script, it's like crutches. Yeah, 100% agreed. Or it's like, if we may make a better analogy, it's like using like oh, a back belt. A back brace, yeah. At the gym. Yeah. It works, but it doesn't strengthen your muscles. If anything, it makes your muscles weaker okay. around your back. now they get lazy. Yeah, yeah, they get lazy. Yeah. Um, okay, so we kind of gone through why sales stall out at a high level. What specifically people kind of like, yeah, people don't like you so they don't buy because people don't want to buy from assholes. I think one of the big ones that I find, and I find this in my own calls as well, is that sometimes you can do all of the right things, but you have to go down almost line by line through what you've said and what you've missed to find out why that it's stalled out, right? Like you might have missed something that they said that would have actually been a more interesting line of questioning than the one you took, for example, right? No. So the one thing, so like I review the lead hawks closes like we have a meeting once a week and like most often times we'll just go through someone's uh like call reviews and the one thing i realized is like call reviews are really helpful but telling people what they did wrong is basically useless because a then they know all the bad stuff and that's going to clog up their brain and now all they're thinking about is all the times they fucked up so that's kind of useless but also like spending more time on reviewing like good stuff and useful things they did help cement them help cement that in their brain so they know that they should do that again and again and again that's the first thing the second thing is like when i'm getting the guys to review their calls the goal is not to like go through the fine tooth comb and tell me where you went wrong what i want you to do in that instance is be like okay now that i've heard this information a second time where do i go now what should i have asked what questions should I have dug into so that I got different answers from the ones that actually happened on this call, right? You basically get a redo. It's like, you know, you, you know, when you're a kid, you ever play like racing games where they've got like the ghost car and you like yeah. try and beat the ghost car. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. If you can do that and be like, okay, now I've got this information a second time, would I ask the same question? Actually, no, I'd probably ask this question instead. You're just giving neural pathways more opportunity to expand. And that is a way more useful, like in my mind at least, use of a core review than being like, you didn't do this part right. This part you messed up on. This is dumb. Don't do this again. Like, that's not helpful. They're not. You think that's how the Zoom them. info was? <laughs> I, think, I think your boy just got shouted at. Poor yeah. Alex. I think you just got shouted at for half an hour. Why isn't this call closed? Why isn't this call closed? Where's this in the pipeline? Why are these notes shit? We are superior. We are superior. <laughs> 
How much mindset training do you think they do at, at, at Zoom and Fun? Do you think it's just them like shouting each other? They do brainwashing, probably. <laughs> like, remake this G2 uh, <laughs> Gantt chart. <laughs> the magic quadrant. Where are we? <laughs> You have to point out where your competitors are lower than us. <laughs> I struggled to spit that water out that whole time. <laughs> um, okay, so in in summary, then I guess if people are trying to avoid, actually, final point. Let's say contract out. Yep, contract out is always a good thing. Thank you, dog. Um, <laughs> contract out. Waiting on signage. You get nothing. Three days goes by, no movement. Five days goes by, no movement. What do you do? Because I feel like that's a really useful thing that no one really talks about. Yeah. I mean, use the channels in which you originally spoke with that person, right? Like, don't... I think that's a big thing that people waste time on is, like, they're kind of a shy away from, like, them rejecting the contract. So they're trying to, like, softly do a good follow-up without, like pissing them off till I lose the deal because everyone's like it's like a very delicate situation um it's like oh yeah follow me an email we've never emailed him like yeah. there was a text conversation like just like the text or do an actual text follow-up and be like like hey like what needs to be done like what needs to be done to get this signed like yep. like what do you like how can I help facilitate this transaction being completed yep. don't just follow up to bump like actually understand and then use, again, use information from the past that you did in discovery and demo and understand the reason why they, they even asked you to send the fucking contract. Revert and re reiterate, regurgitate exactly what they said. Hey, John, you said that this was a problem. We need to get this problem fixed because you told me that this is the actual problem, the, the cost, the opportunity cost for not moving forward with our solution. There you go. Yeah, or illuminate the issue again. Yeah. My, my, <clears throat> my, like, they didn't sign. Or just payments. make a comment on Panadoc. <laughs> yeah, you could, you, you don't even need to do that. Just send a reminder through Panadoc. There's literally a button that says send reminder. Just yeah. press it. That's like my first action at all points. Give it like a day and a half. Ding. What's up? And they literally get an email being like, Please sign this contract. It's doing it for you. It's like the most low-touch version. Yeah. And then it's just like a series of emails or texts. Yeah. All right. So, you know. actually, another another IMI. So, I had a guy. He saw a Twitter yeah. ad. Yeah. He came in. Mm -hmm. He wanted us to do email on LinkedIn outreach and find a larger total adjustable market for him. He does local advertising on billboards and TV spots. Um, <clears throat> great call, good discovery, found out pain points, he's a one-man band, needed help. Um, it's the lowest ticket offer that we have. So he goes, he tells me, yeah, don't sign the contract, let's get started today. So we can get a good jump on January. I was like, perfect, awesome. Great. So on the call, I spun up the Panadoc, it was already open, obviously. Yeah. And uh, I sent it over to him. I sent it in a Zoom chat. He clicked it. And... I watched him fill out the information on Panadoc. He signed it. And as soon as he signed it and it prompted to Stripe payment, I guess, he was mid-sentence and the Zoom cut off 
he lost from the call. He left the call. We were going back and forth on text before the conversation. So yeah. I texted him, going, hey, man, I think you you left Zoom. And then no response. I stayed on Zoom. And it's still, in, it's signed. The contract yeah. is signed. It's at awaiting payment status. And he has not gotten back to me. I've texted him, like, probably nine times at this point. <laughs> Weirdest situation of all time. Like, Dude, totally, I had something really similar. As really soon as he similar. signed it, he, he just ghosted. So I, I that happened where the guy literally had the contract, it, it's viewed, it's ready, um, and like I'm like, all right, cool. So just like get that filled in. There's a strike link at the end of it. Away we go. He's like, cool. Literally, as soon as he says cool, cuts like drops off the call. His business partner's still on there, and I was like, what? Where'd your boy go? He was like, oh, I don't know. Shit, let me text him. Text him. Apparently his router went off, and I'm like, oh, fair enough. That's like a reasonable. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Literally, like two minutes later, business partner also drops, and I was like, "They ain't signing this contract. <laughs> no shot. There is no way they had they had buyer's remorse the minute that they agreed to have this sent over. They <laughs> they ain't coming back. That's it. That's done." And I emailed them afterwards because they declined the follow up that we had on like I think it was scheduled for today. And I was like, "Not interested in moving forward?" Question mark. That was it. And I was like, "Nope. That one. You got to chalk that one up to an L. There's no there's no saving that one." I've never seen, I mean, that's, that's okay. They didn't sign it. This guy signed it. He signed it. He filled in all his information. He signed it. And mid-sentence, it's like he had his finger on the, on the stop button or the leave meeting button. And he was like, yeah, that sounds like, <laughs> it's like, it's like he's breaking up and he's like, oh, you know, I'm going in and out of cell service, Dylan. I'm going in and out of cell service. Um, I was like, what the, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Because one call closes don't normally happen, don't really happen. in our in our situation, um, and I was like, "Cool, one call closed, Twitter AIC, dude." Like, yeah. and no. I have that problem. Yeah, he's 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 gone. So next step is I know he lives in Atlanta, so I'm just gonna buy an Atlanta area code on Twilio, and I'm just gonna start calling and texting him from an Atlanta area. I I genuinely thought you were gonna say, "Fuck it, buy the flight." <laughs> Not for that ticket price, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean like. It's a good example of just like people are weird at the end of the day. Sometimes you could be likable. You could do a good discovery the whole thing. Yeah. They could ask, they could facilitate the contract being sent. They could sign the actual contract. And sometimes it doesn't fall your way. Yeah. Um, and that's where like sales mindset comes in. It's like, game is the game. There's, there's more people to talk to next person. Yeah. All right. Take someone's Ste- seven, yeah, seven, episode call. seven. We will see you on episode eight, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Luego.